It's everything Queensland footy. Good ball football from the Brisbane Lions. That's a big one for the Suns. This is Northern Exposure. Ooh, indeed, Jack Fulham, because I'm up and about. We're in the bye. I'm not even sad about it because the Gold Coast Suns are winning footy games back-to-back. I don't even care what the Lions are doing. Six, baby. I don't even care what they're doing right now. All my focus right now is in the Gold Coast Suns, and we'll get to the Lions in a sec, but let's hit hit the trumpet. Brisbane who? Exactly right. Hit the horn. Where's the the trumpet? Happy Queensland Day, everyone. Happy Queensland Day. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it majestic? I I don't even know what it actually celebrates. I, I, I think it's the foundation of the state lovely great wonderful that's uh, you know what let's uh, let's annex the territory right now because that may as well be southeast queensland because it's ours it's ours now that's how well the gold coast suns are playing it belongs to us Uh, jack they were 35 points down against a side that had just knocked off the lines look i I know the the crows are not the same side away from adelaide oval as they are at home but uh, they were challenged heavily and, they were rolling, and, and, and maybe you know, maybe let's look into why they were so far down at one point. But to just keep fighting back, and then to again to bury the game, I, I'm so so impressed. And look, we've we've been here before, haven't we? We've come into the bye full of a little bit of hope. Our tails up. We have, and it's it's never gone too well after that. But we've no. been we've been down this road before. I think uh, I think the Gold Coast Suns post by since twenty thirteen two and eight. I think I saw written this morning. Yeah, um, no, and, no. and we've seen some pretty bleak second half of seasons from the Suns, and but they just they look different. They do. They feel different. For starters, the game against the Crows, and as you mentioned, it they were in the hole, six goals in the hole. And the man that I want to put under the microscope, if you look at his stat line, you go, Matthew Rao, one goal, 15 touches. That, that doesn't his mean third much to me quarter, well, his first 10 minutes in that third quarter, he literally put the Suns on his back and said, we're, we're going to go and win a game of fucking football, yep. boys. And kicked a goal, had about three or four clearances, um, set up another goal and was just everywhere, laid some massive tackles. It's probably the best five to 10 minutes of footy I've seen from an individual this year. And the Suns, they never look like losing after that. And that's the thing. So now they, they've got... No, well, no, it was Took Miller. And, and Took carried the Suns for a couple of years. And 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 you almost have to thank Took. I know he's just injured. He's not gone mm. or anything like that. But you have to thank him for just providing that leadership in those moments, especially last year, mm. to teach the likes of Matty Rowell how to take the game on. And yep. uh, no, now we see more depth in this midfield. I know another great performance from Noah Anderson. 28 touches, two goals. But... You're right. Matty Real is developing into the player we hoped he'd be. And I like that this has happened out of the spotlight. And maybe because it it didn't, other than those first four games, it didn't just happen all at once. So he's kind of done his apprenticeship, I guess, under Took. And now we're seeing the fruits of it. It's a season on from maybe last year when we hoped we'd see it, but it wasn't too rushed. Now we're getting the very best of it. And in a way, he'd been written off too. He had, yeah. Uh, That... You know, Kane Corns came out and said it. Oh, he's got no weapons. Uh, he's just a he's a run of the mill, run of the mill, inside midfielder. And <clears throat> geez, hasn't uh, Kane Corns been proven wrong? And a lot of other media pundits as well. And uh, he's managed to get his body right. He's got consistency in his footy. And the Suns, they just they played simple footy on the weekend. They surged it forward. They didn't overuse the ball. Um, they only just got over three hundred disposals. Mm. You know, for the match. Um, the Crows used a lot more of the footy, but 
um, the Suns, they moved it quickly. And then going forward, Jack Lukosius, um, back-to-back five-goal games. He might want to play every week in uh, Darwin because he's been exceptional huge. up there. Which is one, just given the slippery well, nature of footy. That's three bags of five this year for Jack Lukosius. And two in a row against two quality opponents that will both be challenging for September. Yep. Uh, he's really stood up. And what that also does, that then takes the load off Ben King, who, again, who had a very yeah. solid game. But he doesn't have to have that pressure. That I think, you know... People may have put on him a year or so ago before he did his knee, or even coming back in. People would have seen, all right, well, don't. Well, even we said it. How good is this son's forward line going to be when Ben King comes back into the fold? All of a sudden, blokes like uh, Big Marb aren't getting a run. But well, Lukosius has stepped into that position and he's filling it so well, which then takes the pressure off Levi Casbolt. Well, the thing, the reason why Big Marbs is not going to get a run for the foreseeable future is Big Levi Casbolt, where he's got these two young bucks, Ben King, Jack Lukosius. He's doing the the gritty work. He's crashing packs. He's getting up the ground when he needs to. And you know, as we saw on the weekend, his finishing is a lot better. He's a different beast to the bloke he was at Carlton. He is still prone to um, shanking one, you know, out on the Fulham. But you That's know, right, mate. Stewie, Stewie Jew has moneyballed this team, and I'm very very happy to see it. Well, geez, he's had enough money to do it. You think so? Yeah. Geez, a lot of lot of number one draft picks, but across the board, they were good and. Uh, We've been singing the praises of this young man uh, over the last few weeks. Got the rising star nom, what, a fortnight ago, three weeks ago, yep. Bailey Humphrey. Just another mature performance from him. And he just, he's built for AFL footy. Another two goals, 17 touches. Um, you know, didn't use the footy by foot all the, you know, all that well. But, yeah, he, he came up with some clutch moments. There, there was a piece of play where he sort of got it, lost it, but just wanted it more than anyone else in the ground and ran back round onto his right, snapped truly. He looks like he enjoys playing footy when he's out there too. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, you don't always see that from a first-year player. And, you know... You'd think that they would, but mm. they're un- they are under so much pressure to perform. You know, what, number six draft pick, you're going to have a bit of pressure on you. But you see him enjoying his his game out there mm. with you know, f- fully grown men who you know can snap you in half, especially if you're not physically ready for it. And then after that, to then extend his contract till the end of 2028. Yeah, and says uh, I want to be here for a long term. I, I, be- I believe in what this club's doing. Yeah. Again, it's a, it's a show of faith in Stewie Jew, but I know where we're going. I, mm. He's joined now uh, that string of players that's put their hand up and said, I want to be here. Yep. And now this is the next gen coming through. The only bloke who didn't was Isaac Rankin, and you know I, I, I'd never wished him any bad, bad harm down Adelaide. We've seen him have a great season, but he was held so well by Benny Long. Yep. Yeah. Just, just didn't get didn't get to have that game he would have wanted to against the Suns. I always said that he probably he was never going to do for the Gold Coast Suns what he's been doing down in Adelaide. He needed that restart. Yeah, but I was just needs the creature you know, comforts of home. I was, I was very happy that he could not perform that well against his old mob. And that's what they did so well, especially after quarter time, is that the Crows have a lot of dangerous players. You know, Rochelle, Rankin, they managed to shut them all down. Will Powell played a great game. Ben Long, you know, really plastic bad guys, Zach, after quarter time. It was just a really solid performance, you know, across the line. And, you know, not a lot of Suns had big numbers of the football, but they all used it well. They all stood up when they needed to. And then, you know, that run that they went on. And you could just, every time they would kick a goal, they kick what? Eight in a row? Yeah, it's six yeah. to eight. So it's somewhere, but regardless, the run was, uh, it might have been nine. It was just, uh, that's again, that's what I love about um, 666 footy. Mm. 
Yep. You can't just throw a man behind the ball and slow momentum. Once that wave comes, and no, I think we've said it's before, a tidal wave. But momentum is the closest thing we have to like the observance of religion in this game. Is as it, <laughs> you can just see it coming, and that that shows the belief in this club, in yep. this team that they go, "Hey guys, we've got them. We're yep. on a run here, and let's just let's just keep pushing them." Mm. And in a way, for the Suns, the buy comes at a terrible time. You're right. They're just because as they've got some form, they're going to leave and, and Darwin now. Yeah, they would have some sore bodies and, yeah, it would be nice to have a break and just kind of reset, but they've won the two games in Darwin. Their last two months of football has been very good. Um, you know, we were probably pretty quick to write them off along with a lot of other people four weeks into the season. That's just one about one personal frustration. Yeah, they? our own personal frustrations and just having seen this story before. We've watched this movie. Yeah, we have. Um, but since then, they've been fantastic. They're on a roll. Great win against a, a top eight side in the Crows who had been hot, who knocked off you know the top of the table, Brisbane Lions, before that. So going into the bye, they need to – and it'll be interesting to see what they do over the bye weeks because some, some teams, they like to go and send the players off for a holiday, go and have a little break, four or five days off, go and refresh, where other teams like to keep everybody on the track, maybe play a scratchy – and, you know, keep the body sharp. What would you prefer to do? Um, I'm naturally lazy, so I want to go and sit on a beach a in Bali. But. They're a bit different in the sense that they don't have that quite deep cold of winter like the Melbourne clubs yeah. do or the southern clubs do. You live uh, on a holiday. Yeah, do, do you yeah. almost sort of view this Darwin trip as a bit of a, I wouldn't say a holiday, but at least a, a, a winter hasn't quite happened for them. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. But I would say, you know, young team, um, you know, and momentum's everything in footy. You said it before. It's that Stewie Jew over these, you know, over the week off needs to find a way to keep that momentum rolling. Or if the players do go off and have a break, he needs to find a way to Just make keep sure, them engaged at keep, least. Yeah, keep them engaged for when they come back. Because they'll play, um, uh, after this bye this weekend, uh, they'll play Carlton down in Melbourne now. If I'm Carlton right now. Mm. I'm terrified. I, I'm terrified and I would not want to play them this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe afterwards and maybe some of this, you know, buy talk, maybe might sow some seeds of doubt in, into their mind. But, uh, Jack, they, they are such a different team to the team we spoke about and had a lot of hope for 12 they months are. ago. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've got a game style. They're hard at the footy and they almost in a kind of Richmondy way surge the ball forward. Um, they're simple with the way that they move the footy. They're, even their movements through the centre when they when they go quickly, it's not you know, massive changes of handballs. They like to get it on the boot. They've got some good ball users and some real uh, hard bodies in the midfield now. Matt Rowe is a genuine man. Yes. Um, so is Noah Anderson. Took when he comes back, he's a strong body. He's a ball winner. Um, Jared Witz is a colossus in there. He absolutely is. An absolute tank. So I think the buy comes a good time for Witzy. That's huge for Witzy. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's, you know, walking towards a retirement home every... <laughs> uh, probably when it ticks into time on in the fourth quarter... Big Witsy is the world's sorest looking man. Yeah, we, we, do we talk about him like he, like he's older than us? He's, he's not. Just, no, I know. <laughs> he's we're, not. We're, we're older than him. <laughs> but um, you can just see the soreness on him. Um, it, it looks like he's just come off the cross. He, he, uh, he struggles at the end of games. And then, you know, I've been blessed to uh, just see him walking around uh, the change rooms at Metricon you know, after, uh, after Suns games. And you just go, there is no way this bloke is pulling up for next week. 
And then, you know, next week, out he comes again. I don't know, he's just the, he's a war horse, isn't he? He's a bit Clydesdale. They've got a serious ice bath system or something there at Heritage Bank. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but... A cryo whatever, tank. Yeah, whatever they Put him in cryo you know for a couple of weeks. You know that bloke from the James Bond movie, The Die Another Day, where he's yeah. just got the, the little, the you know, the radiating mask on... Uh, really niche <laughs> I reference. Remember, I remember, no, no, I remember seeing that mask in that film. And now where do I get one of those? No, fifteen years on, but like a lot of beauty brands started selling this. I'm like, that's from Die Another Day. No, it's not. Although it will ma- maybe turn well, Gustav Graves, Gustav Graves, <laughs> a, a, yeah. a, a former North Korean general, into <laughs> into a, some bad guy who wants to harness the power of the sun. But you know, we can make a tedious link there, but we won't. Which but also, if you go back and watch that movie, <laughs> you're right. You know what? Let's dissect this now. <laughs> you go back I've got a lot of questions about Die Another Day that I still haven't got answered. If you go back and watch that movie, Gustav Graves, the former North Korean general, yes. turned into you F- know founder of the Icarus Project, <laughs> dead set Elon Musk. Oh yeah, it's Elon Musk before his time. Yeah, it's absolutely. A, yeah, but it's. Did Elon Musk watch that movie and go, fuck, he's an idea. That's it. That's it. He's an idea. Guys, we're on. Sell PayPal now. We're on. Let's go. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that brief inter- that film, uh, that interlude film, is that over. That film really jumped the shark, which set everything up for um <laughs> for Casino Royale. Now, yeah, you're right. Back, Halle, back Halle, to Halle, Halle Berry. Oh, absolutely. No, the only yeah. redeeming feature of that film. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I like parachute surfing. Parachute. The Invisible Jag was cool. It's There's like, a lot of good yeah. stuff. I like a hovercraft chase sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, sorry, my, my brain is still unpacking that damn Ro- film. Yeah, um, Ro- <laughs> Rosamund Pike as well, like one of her early film roles. Was that Madeline Swan? No, that was uh, the fencing chick who was Gustav Graves' assistant. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Again, a lot to unpack in that film. Just so, just, just a lot. Very good. Yeah. <sighs> One of, the, <laughs> one of the last John Cleese, uh, James Bond involvements as well. Yeah, I know. You know as he came, it, was a, it was a great cue. Came across. It, was, it was a wonderful cue. <laughs> anyway, back to the Back sun. to the Gold Coast Suns. Back to the Suns. <laughs> so, look, their, their season that, that puts them they're in an even keel right now, 6-6. Six yep. six. Remember, this could have been 4-8 and eight in season done. They now have uh, – the fixture is set up well for them. They it's can't, generous. And look, having watched the um, having watched the Kangaroos play on the weekend, they're not quite the easy beats that I think we sort of viewed them as. They they're building, they're getting better. It's it's doable, it's doable. Mm. There the problem is there are just teams ahead of them. Yep, they're like, like Essendon, Essendon's got the easiest draw in the competition. Adelaide, if they can get themselves together, it, 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 look, it might. If I as I look ahead to the fixture right now, it might come down to that last day and. Again, looking at the North comp- Melbourne Blundstone Arena, that's that's where dream, that's the field of dreams right there. Looking at the table the way it is, there are only two teams in the comp that on their day can't like anyone can beat anyone on their day apart from West Coast and Hawthorne. I agree. Yeah, West Coast and Hawthorne are just basket cases, uh, and like Hawks, actually, you know, I say that the Hawks knocked knocked off St Kilda you know, a couple of weeks ago. That's a good so, um, you know, West Coast they've had a cursed run. Their their list is shot. They haven't had draft picks. Uh, it's just all fallen in a heap for West Coast. But they're a great club, and you know, before we know it, they'll be back up. They will. Look, round, round twenty, round twenty, the Q clash at Heritage Bank. Ooh. God, that's going to be interesting. I keep thinking what you were saying about the Lions players, saying that you know the Suns really pushed us there. Yeah, and I, I really can't wait to see the rematch. But 
We need to see we need to set a rebuild. So we're going to see a buy this weekend. Carlton at the MCG the week after, mm. and the opportunity to play at the MCG is going to be big Very for these rare. baby sons as well. Um, it'll rare. be the first time this year. It'll be the only time this year, I believe, um, as we get the fixture up. No, I, I believe so. So it's going to go Carlton, then Hawthorne back at home. Uh, they host the Magpies. What what a litmus big test! Game. What a big litmus game. test! At Heritage Bank Stadium as well. They could get them there. They could. Especially you get a dewy night. Well, we saw last year when the Pies came up and they were in some hot form. uh, They nearly got them. They nearly got them. James Cheetah's first game there at Heritage Bank Stadium. And uh, and little uh, little Ace Hoyer um, played his first game as well. Kicked a goal. That was a great moment in footy. They've got the capability to knock off Collingwood. They've got the capability to beat anyone, the Sun. So it's just all about the belief. Yeah, the buy leaf. Just what happens in this buy is so important for this team. Um, look, we're, we've probably done enough of the Gold Coast Suns. We know where they are. The Lions return this weekend. They travel down to the MCG to face Hawthorne, one of two games they get at the MCG this year. Um, Big Jack, game. Jack Gunston playing against his old side for the first time. Yeah, they were trotting him up to media today, Jack Gunston and... It's a big game for him because, let's be fair, hasn't set the world on fire as a Brisbane Lion, and he would probably be the first to admit that you know, the res- the returns may be not what he would be after. Every every player wants to kick goals, especially forwards. So, it, look, if the Lions keep playing the way they've been playing, they'll get the job done quite easily. They should and do. they and and Hawthorne, we've seen, you know, they're a they're a plucky outfit, but they're. You know, two or three years away at least from being a finals contender. The Lions have the chance to put on a cricket score against them like Port did last weekend. And they need to take that opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's getting themselves back used to the MCG first time since uh, the prelim final loss. But mm. you know, I, I do see Hawthorne pushing them a little bit. But yeah. hey, you're right. This is first half of the season is it's obvious, but it, it is done for the Lions now. And they are going to have to, this is their build. Yep. Whatever happened first half season, you just, you forget about it. You take the game structure that you have, that mm-hmm. you've built on, you know, you know enough about your team now, what works, what doesn't. This is about building your run towards September. And I just, they haven't quite got it right. They've never just been peaking just on yeah. the edge of finals. So this is where they really restart the engine. They build it up. Again, nearly they've nearly got their best side in. Dane Zorko is obviously out with that suspension, and it's probably going to come down to a mix of Deb Robinson, Kai Loman, Nikai Cockatoo. I'd love to see the Grug get a game, Kai Loman. He, he's been on fire in the VFL, the Grug. He has. He's kicked some bags. He kicked seven the other week in the VFL, so he's he's got form behind him. And I just think that, especially for a game against Hawthorne, one, you get you give the kid a game at the G, Which is but cool. you also yeah. give him a game like he's not coming into a, a pressure cooker game against a Collingwood or a, you know or a St Kilda or you know a, a team that's contending against the D's. He comes in pressure off a little bit. You can go about his footy and see what he's got. Yeah, so I, I'd love to see them play Kyle Loman. I um, also I also see if. if if Dev Robinson doesn't get a run, and I'm not saying he's, he's the right man for the job, but, you know, we're trying to replace maybe a half forward here. Where, where are you seeing Zorko's best position so far in 2023? Um, yeah, probably playing that high half forward. High he's forward, getting yeah. up the ground, but he, you know, he's playing also through the, almost like a semi midfielder slash half forward. Yeah, uh, so I, uh, Dev, I, I see more more as a backer. If, if Robinson doesn't get selected here, I think that might be curtains for him and his time at the Lions. I, really, I know Western Australia's got a lot of interest in him going back home, former well, under-18 WA captain. West, West Australian boy, and he's 
he's a fiercely talented kid. Oh, no, sensationally um, talented. He just can't crack this side right yeah, now. And he can't. And as much as they would love to, uh, and that's the, you know, I guess the strength of having such a strong list like the Lions do, they would love to be playing Jackson Pryor. They would love to be playing Devin Robinson and getting AFL games into really good young talent. But unfortunately, you can only put 22 on the park and, you know, I guess, you know, guys like, you know, Pryor and Robertson and, you know, Harry Sharp are victims of the Dunkley, Gunston, Ashcroft, um, Ashcroft yeah. top-up. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Jasper Fletcher as well, um, you know, who's probably a year or two away from AFL level, um, has put together some okay uh, games in the VFL. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see Kyle Lohman... Look, he got a opportunity to play against Collingwood last year um, in that Easter Thursday match. He came in for his first game. He did some really exciting things without doing too much. I I, I love him. I, I just think he's got uh, he's got a real X factor about him that he's been displaying in the VFL week in week out recently. And yeah, I, I hope he gets the game. Yeah, I'd want to see like he's just just throw in another avenue to goal down there because um, Jack Payne will return as well mm. from that concussion injury. Uh, yeah. Uh, Darcy Gardner made his return to the side against the Crows. Mm. What did you make of Darcy Gardner? What did you think of his game? <sighs> I, I worry. I worry for Gardner only because I just not maybe maybe the game has changed since. It's a weird thing to say. The game's changed since Darcy was in the best twenty-two. Yeah. The Lions now play a better game around a bigger sort of. Mm. I just don't fit he. Think he fits into that best three. He's not that hat. It goes Andrews, then Payne and Starsevich. Yeah, those are your three bananas in the back line. And you have Starsevich that can play that that kind of hybrid defender role where he can, you know, at a pinch he can match up against a, a bigger body, or he can go and play on a small. If he was more of an intercept player, then yes. Yeah. But we already have Harris Andrews to play to have that sort of that leaner tall, and I just I, I don't think. I don't think it works. I, and yeah, I I worry. I think less like Ryan Lesser's done a great job getting his way back into that Hasn't side. He? I, I I really thought he was on the scrap heap and he was going to be a, just playing that perennial role to just a top up from the twos. But a couple of different times over the last four years, yeah. Um, and many pundits that I've worked with and talked to have gone, oh, Froggy's probably on his way out after this year. You're right. It seemed fated that Ryan Lester's time on the side was done and he was going to just stay in that uh, almost like a senior player in the VFL yeah become the VFL captain pretty much and you know and you know, you'd never you'd never heard a peep out of him you'd never heard him complain or get worried he widely beloved at that club though absolutely and mm. the, the buying of that club and you know after he retires you'll see just how important he was to the makeup of that entire club yeah as you know, he's close ties to to Dane uh, with, and just the way he's helped, there's you know, a tightness between him and Reese Matheson. The way they've helped bring up younger players, and you know, he was there for the end of the bad times, and yeah. uh, he has again, he has just been honourable in his service to the club. Yeah, and then uh, they'll miss him when he's gone, but right now old, he he's in that side, old frog, old frog. It was also one of those things over the 2020 COVID shutdown. Um, that he had created, he I think he'd gone and got some of the equipment from the Lions gym at the Gabba, um, and had it downstairs at his home. And uh, you'd always see them posting on Instagram, Facebook about Frog Fit. That's right, I yeah, that. <laughs> Frog Fit. <laughs> um, 
and, and you know, and just one of those guys that off his own back, you know, putting together somewhere where the boys can come and train and, you know, they can still try and spend time together in the middle of a pandemic. It it just kind of speaks to the type of bloke that he is. So he keeps he keeps the team together. It's been – and it also provides a lot of leadership down there. He's good with his talk. He uses the footy well. Um, he's just dependable, isn't he? Yep, and, he can help, and that's the thing. He can help young players grow. Mm. I'm sure he's been massive in, in the development of Jack Payne as well. And in a team that has so many stars, you need a role player. You need yeah. a, you know, a, a meat and two veg player that's just going to go out and get his job done with a minimum of fuss. And yeah, you know, can be relied upon, and that's that's Froggy Lester, and that's what he's been, you know, since he came back into the side. And um, it, it's kind of that thing. It's like you don't really realise how much that you missed having him in the side until he comes back and just does his job. Oh, we love mm. you, Frog Man. Absolutely love you. Let's um have a look at how the Lions are going to shape up for the next few weeks on their run Ooh. home. Now, some big ju- games. Ju- just quickly, and we are at round twelve. Um, round twelve just gone. About heading around thirteen. I'm liking the way Port Adelaide's playing. I'm liking the way yeah. Collingwood's playing. I don't think there are any other sides better than Brisbane except for those two. And I think Collingwood home yeah. and Port Adelaide at home are your two your, your two biggest worries out yeah. of everyone. After that, it's it, it's pretty fair game. Mm. I think the Lions sit just just off that. The Lions at, <coughs> Lions at the Gabba are just yeah. as good as the Pies at the G and Port at home. Top two is going to be very important for the Lions coming into this, I, uh, coming into a final series because if they can get through to a grand final without having to leave Queensland, that is going to be a massive advantage to them because we know they you know, they displayed some finals frailty in days gone by. Um, they they eased that a little bit last year, but you know not having to do one or two road trips um, because you finish third. Um, you got to win the first week on the road. If you lose first week on the road, you get a home home semi, and then you're playing a prelim on the road to get into a grand final. It's the hard road, especially for an interstate team. So top two is going to be critical for them. Even though the game <laughs> seems to have like homogenised a little bit, home ground advantage seems to be greater than mm. ever. I don't think it's it's become more even. I think it started to actually swing back the other way, and you know, Collingwood eighty thousand Pies fans the MCG. They make an awful racket. I mean, awful racket. I know Port Adelaide has made Adelaide Oval their own. And again, the, the Gabba is a fierce place to play at. But that's the one thing we just haven't seen. And just out of all the permutations that the Lions have had over the last few years, two straight wins at the Gabba is what's needed to be done. And you're yep. right. And you need they're going to have to shake these other teams. Now, well, curiously, they do face the Pies in the very last round of the season. As we that- spoke about last week at Marvel Stadium, which if you're the AFL... Surely the and AFL... And you're, you're arguing for the MCG. The AFL also, they need an uppercut because we have this rolling fixture as a, as a hangover from uh, the COVID days. And I don't mind the rolling fixture. It gives them, a, the AFL, the chance to put the best games in the best time slots. They've had... So, you know, round 23 up until, what, four or five weeks ago was TBC. Yes. So they had all this time to schedule that game into... The MCG. They, they would have to, to be it. looking, going, all right. How do we how do we make this happen? For because again, you're about to come into finals too. Yeah. So you're not going to be using Marvel no. Stadium. I know. I don't know if it's to meet if it's to meet a contract. It, it would be like to meet a quota. Uh, well, it have to it have to be to meet a quota because you'd be going. All right. One. How do we sell more tickets? Yeah. How do we get? No. There is the prestige of a big game at the MCG, mm. which you can like. 
if you look at that TV Talk- commercial pumping out the game, yeah. you know, one's at the MCG, one's at Marvel. You know which one you're watching. Yeah, chalk and cheese. Anyway, for the Lions, again, as we've said, mm. you're hoping it's at Marvel. Just for the sake of win-loss, you're yeah. hoping it's at Marvel. For the sake of finals experience. And because Marvel, in terms of dimensions, is pretty much exactly the same as the Gabba. It is. Uh, so it, it'll be a handy place to play, and it's a quick... It's a lot quicker ground, especially under the dome, you know, perfect conditions. It's more Gabba-esque. Yes. So... The Lions will want to play at Marvel in the last round of the season, but they got to um, they got to go through a few good teams to get there. Yeah, so oh. we, we, look, after this, it's going to be Sydney at the Gabba. After who, are, who aren't in the greatest of shape. St Kilda, who have been up and down of recent times after their really hot start to the year. I don't see them returning to the team that they used to be. Mm. I, then you I, got, the first half of first quarter of the season, St Kilda, aren't the same as they are now. And you got the I, Tigers I at the Gabba, who the Tigers... It just hasn't happened they, for them this year, no. and you know they they've got half an eye on next year, half an eye on who's going to be their next senior coach. I can't see Richmond on a Thursday night coming up to the Gabba and knocking off Brisbane, no. um, unless Brisbane get it horribly wrong in the night. Then they go over. Uh, then they've got the Eagles at the Gabba as well. Tick that up as a percentage booster, and then well, that's when you get, really need to get things right because after that you've got a quite you got a very interesting round run eighteen to twenty three is just murderers row. You've got demons. Yep. And then you've got the Cats at the Gabba, who are going to be tough. This is, that's, this is an interesting one because this, I look at this game, the, the Cats have been the bogey mm. for the Lions for a very long time. Now, the Cats aren't the team that they, they used to no. be, but sure, no, they'll turn up and they'll play good footy. If they can yep. if they can beat the Cats at the Gabba, they set themselves up really well for finals. The Suns are going to be the massive speed bump because the Suns at this point of the season, it always seems to be the way. It's always the second Q clash of the year. Where you can essentially put a line through the Suns or not? Yeah. Well, it's, the Lions are always their executioner. Yep. And then you got the Dockers, who have really just come from the dead in the last month uh, uh, to be one of the form teams of the comp. The Dockers, and you go, where, where? Well, when, how did this happen? When they when they played the Lions at the Gabba, they that was the first week they at least tried to turn their footy around and tried to score. They tried to score. It mm. didn't work, but at least they changed their game style. All of a sudden, now that's. If I'm looking at this as a wins and losses, yeah. that is a that is a tough game. That is a tough and very difficultly placed game as well. On the road, they'll, they'll, 440, they'll Sunday have, Arvo. Yeah, so that means they're going to have to catch the red eye back yeah. afterwards. They'll, they'll probably plan to. That's the way they've done it in the past. And then it's a quick turnaround to the Crows at the Gabba. Yeah, six-day break to the Crows. And then they've got another six-day break after that. To the Pies. And then round 24, so the extra round that's been bolted on, mm-hmm. uh, St Kilda, last round of the year at the Gabba, uh, which they should they should win that. But a lot of winnable games, and actually every game should be winnable, winnable for the Brisbane Lions. They're a premiership contender. So where do you – well, just get the crystal ball out, Mystic Jack. Yes, uh, halfway mark of the season. Please, please enter the room. Yep. Well, halfway mark Thanks of the season, yep. I'm saying that the Brisbane Lions will finish in the top two. They will get a home final at the Gabba. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Collingwood endure a, ru- a rough month somewhere. They've been very good. They've just, won. just a natural slip. Just a natural slip. Like, they're a very good team, but... They lose to a side outside the eight. Yes. That's the call. Yeah. I think it's a very fair call. They are a good team. They've been playing some fantastic football, but... You know, lest we forget over the last 18 months how many close shaves that Collingwood team has had. And you cannot keep getting yourself into close games and winning them. Eventually, you're going to drop a few. Uh, it shows the teams are working them out. Yeah. and You uh, saw the, the Lions have the blueprint. Yeah. 
Teams are starting to work them out. And, and traditionally, when you look at an 11-1 team that's top of the ladder, you go, geez, they must be dominant. Collingwood are not a dominant side. No. They, you know... They yes, will themselves they, through. They, they've got belief. They're, they're doing everything it, right off the field. They do. They've got plenty of belief. But you have a look at their, you know, their percentage is 138. Yes, it's a very good percentage. They've beaten up on, uh, they beat up on Port. They've beaten up on the Eagles and, you know, a couple of woeful sides. But they've had a lot of close games in there. Anzac Day arguably should have yeah. probably lost on yeah. Anzac Day. They were, you know, for three quarters, they were the second best team on the day. Put together a great last quarter. Um, and that can be said for a few other matches. And capable of... Like, yeah, you, you look at Jordan Degoe's actions on the yep. weekends. Just capable of a brain fart at the wrong time. Yeah. Now, Degoe's a... No, he's, he's made mistakes, which, which, he's is, a wild which card. is fine. But he's, he is a wild card. And unfortunately, it's funny to see something like that against a, a much weaker team as well, which I think is actually more troubling. In the pressure of a big game... You can understand yeah. how that happens. Now, just while it's us gals on the podcast. Yeah, the gals. Um, Jordan Degoe's bump on a fourth gamer, 18-year-old kid, you know, geez, I, it was shit. It was, it, just, it, it, was, it was unnecessary. It was crude. Yeah. And it was just uh, almost thuggish in a way. Because um, it, you know, and just from watching it, it's the, and maybe he might not have, Meant to hit him in the head. I don't think he executed it correctly. But it was a malicious bump. It was, Whether he tried to hit him in the head or hit him in the body, I think he wanted the, to hurt him. You know, the, yeah, the intent was to intimidate yep. a younger opposition yep. and just saw the opportunity and missed due to trajectory, whatever reason. So, yeah, in, intent yep. is there. And, again, that's what you know, I think a lot of other sides can take out of this, going... Unless Craig McRae can completely get this out of his game, but I don't, I don't think you can. I think that's that's who he is. That's the kind of player that he is. And I don't, I don't say that as a bad thing. Yeah. I said that that is the package you get with Jordan Goey. And you, you want blokes to you know go right up to the line every time they step on the football field. Eventually, they're going to go over it. Yeah. And you know we we, we see it with Dane Zorko quite often. Um, my my question is: Do you create an environment if you're in opposition? To make him do that, I like to, like teams know to rile up Dane Zork over, and you know you always have yeah. that danger of them responding the right way. Yeah, like at the end of the day, there's no sin bin in the AFL. No, there's no real advantage, and you know Jordan Degoe, like okay, yeah, he might whack one of your players and get four weeks out of the game, but he still might also kick ten. Um, well, probably not kick ten, but kick five and have Able. you know thirty touches through yeah. the middle and completely tear you apart. So. He's not going to spend any extra time off the ground in in the game that you have to play him. So, um, I, you know, might give away a silly free kick or two, but even then, like our game is just there is so much that goes on, and there's so much that goes on over a long period of time that one or two free kicks, or even one or two fifty meter penalties, or a goal from a fifty, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't mean a hell of a lot in the game. No, um, you know, I'd like to say that most, you know, nine times out of the ten, the best team wins on the day. You think so? Yeah, you'd think so. You'd like to hope so. I'd like to hope so. Um, I, I, I do have a question for you, and just because this is we're kind of in the buy period right now, yeah. we haven't got as much footy to talk about until we've got both sides back up and running. Just quick, actually, another question: When do we? When's our buy round? Do we have? Do we ever buy next week? I think we, we're going to take next we, week. We push off. on through. I, yeah. actually, you know what? I would love to see our calendar is on the Suns calendar. I, I would love to see all the big footy programs like acknowledge bye week as well. Just see Robbo and Jared; they're off in Bali for a week. Yeah, and we get... Footy classified, uh, Kane, Kane Corns had just gone to We get Lee Montagna and Kane Corns, yeah. yeah I, like, I don't mind it, I don't mind mm. it. Um, 
okay, the Gold Coast Suns, let's say that they missed the finals this year. For whatever reason, they finished ninth or 10th. Mm. Wild card round. Ooh. Well, would you would you bemoan the AFL not having a wild card round if the Suns miss finals? No. Um, you know, I... Yeah, why? Because you, you believe that there are teams that end up in finals that you know would don't deserve to be there. No, I think every team that makes the finals deserves to be you there. Made the, and like, like, you made the And cut. I know that there is a... Yeah, there's always going to be asterisks over strength of schedule. Yep. But over the course of 23 rounds that we're playing this year, we're, with the extra, with Gather Round, Bolton on, the course of 23 games, if you're in the top eight after 23 games, you deserve to be there. That's a long period of time. That, and no one team can be up playing their best football for 23 weeks of the season. Everyone goes through peaks and troughs, and yeah, some do, people's do, peaks and troughs true. are you know, higher and lower than others. But... You, yeah, I, I don't get the I don't get the wild card round. I like I, and we know we want that Cinderella story, but why can't we have that Cinderella story? We've seen it with the dogs, you know, in twenty seventeen. For lack of a better term, they were a wild card coming from seventh, seventh to win the the flag. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't right. see why we need to give two extra teams a shot at it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I I don't know if it's, a, if it's a shot at it that I'm. I don't think, and I don't. I don't look at it going. Oh. They could they could mm. win the flag on their day. It's more that for a better contest in that first week of finals. No, no sorry, not that wild one. It's an extra TV yeah. week. It, it's more compelling viewing because mm. you got two. You got another week of jeopardy, which is great. Yeah, these sides these sides fight it out. All of a sudden, okay. So what are you saying that seven and eighth versus ninth and tenth? Correct. Yes. Uh, but then you've got okay. You've you know one of the great things about the pre-finals buy. Oh, I've got pre-finals buy. Of course, is that you've had. You know, okay, teams come okay, from scrap. seventh and eighth and make it through to grand, like grand finals. You see the doggies win the flag with that week off. If you make them play that week, team seven and eight or nine and tenth, you know, they've been beating each other up for the first week in the wild card match. Then no chance in the first proper week of finals. That's true, but haven't we started to see that this bye week, and we'll, we'll talk about this a lot more towards finals when it becomes more of a pressing issue, and actually disadvantages the team, the ones that haven't played as much footy in a period of yeah. time. Anyway, I, I, I like the concept. You like the wild card. I, 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 you I, like I, your American sports too. You like the NBA and I just I I, I like the drama it brings. I'm a, I'm all like BT. I'm always barracking for drama in the game. Okay, no, that is that is fair. I I, I worry that a team is going to finish in eighth position, like maybe, and they're rewarded for their front. They're, they're, I don't want to see a team rewarded for their front half of the year, and then not look like they belong in September, just get swept straight out. But they're still out. good enough to get it, like, to get Oh, no, and they've and, earned, and I understand that. And you've got to draw a finish line at some point. they've earned it, yeah. you got to draw a finish line at some point. Uh, maybe because we're an 18-team competition. I don't know. I'm just barracking for drama here. Yeah, but, you know, like, that's... I'm causing drama in the podcast. I'm barracking for drama. That's the thing. But, like, <laughs> okay, you have a wild card round, so it's, you know, ninth and 10th, get a shot. Yep. You have someone that finished 10th that is in the actual bottom half of your ladder, that is in the worst 50% of sides... On your ladder. Yeah, you're right. In your you're right. And that's the thing. I, I, I do have a problem with that. And that's one of the things that annoys me about the NBA play in is that you've got. Oh, no, it's actually down, just down to. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's it goes a, it's down a, to 10. It's a slice and got, half, yeah. But you've got, you know, 16 teams in each conference or 15 teams in each conference, and the team that finished 10th is getting a shot. They finished five from the bottom. Um, so, uh, not a bad way to put it. Yeah. So, right. oh, I'll come back to you then. Okay. I'm. Look, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. I'm curious. I'm curious. 
Um, it, it does have merit, but I just don't think there's any place for it at the moment. Like, I, our club competition is it's such a good product. It is. And even in the last couple of years, um, we've seen some amazing finals games, some ripper games of footy. I think the footy product is just getting better across the whole. Um, it was an interesting thing that uh, last week, you know, the last week of Indigenous round with the painted footies. Yep. Low scoring, almost across the board. Very slippery footies, bloke struggling to get a hold of it. Uh, last week, a lot of high scores. Lot, and, you know, obviously you had, you know, Collingwood playing West Coast and Port playing Hawthorne, so top of the table sides playing bottom of the, of the ladder side. Melbourne sides, Carlton, which was just a crap game. That was week. just a bludge fest. But you're right, down at, um, down at Marvel, yeah, the Dons and Kangaroos, 104-99. Yep, it was just, uh, it was shootouts everywhere. Um, that game on the Sunday, the Giants and Richmond. Great game. Absolute beauty. Um, yeah, just old-fashioned old footy, end-to-end. Yeah, and it was, and it was... Um, and not that both teams didn't defend, but it was two teams prioritising attack over defending, and I loved it. It just... I, I love that the game has swung back towards mm. that. You know, we went through that period of time where, you know, whether it be boring football or defensive football was the way, and then Richmond started to break that mould following the dogs of just getting the ball going forward. Surge, surge, surge. surge. Chaos. And Go quick. The, and the AFL, they, they came in and collaborated there by you know, creating the stand-the-mark rule, yep. bringing in 666. Just the inability to arrest momentum. Yeah, and the teams that go faster win, usually. Yep. It's, you know, it's just become that way. Whoever can move the ball quickest, especially from that, you know, that centre line into their 50, usually wins most games of football. Exciting stuff. I love it. And just quickly, uh, our allies team. Our allies team has so had some it's good it's reviews. Yeah, good reviews. I, I haven't seen too, yeah. uh, too many issues. I know Jack Rewald, well, he came out and kicked five afterwards. That was one of the big issues. We dropped Jack Rewald. He has been a mainstay of our allies' side for, for quite a long period of time. He's been a great servant to the allies. Well, they like the Queensland selectors. They, they throw out pick and stick and, and it worked for them. And our Tasmanian representative as well because, unfortunately, there is not a Tasmanian member of the playing group. We well, do we have a Tasmanian coach. Yeah. But uh, amongst the playing group, no Tasmanians. Jeremy Howe would usually be Obviously there, injured. Um, but of course, he doesn't have an arm anymore, and makes it a lot tougher. But Jack Rewalt, he responded to his dropping in the burst uh, the best possible way. He kicked five against the Giants. He turned back the clock, had some great moments, and uh, Charlie Dixon, you know, sat out of the Ports game against Hawthorne. So, what do you reckon? Could there be a, a late? Late run for Jack Rewald to re-enter the side. Look, possibly uh, you, you can't rule it out. That's experience, and he knows when. He knows maybe when for game two. Yeah, maybe for game two. As it's a three-game series in the type. And as you said, you showed me the South Australian side today, put forward by um, an SEN mob over in South Australia, and it was uh, put together by Bryce Gr- Bryce Gribbs. Bryce Gribbs. Bryce Gibbs, the uh, former Adelaide and Carlton player, and I still remember the I still remember the Bryce Gibbs Cup. Mm, Carlton and Essendon. Yes. Yeah, let's uh, let's not beat around the bush with Bryce's team. It's shit. It's terrible. It's um, it's a really the mids are all right, but other than that, no. it's a really good uh, midfield. Now let's got see, him. let's oh, see absolutely. what Bryce put out uh, from the back. So Caleb Daniel could bully is it Charlie Ballard? We like him. Callum Wilkie, mm. nah, uh, Brody Smith, Harrison Petty, and Will Day. Come on, mate. Uh, yeah, you you, you oh, want, supposed to be a footy state. Yeah, you what, mate? Is this your best talent? <laughs> Apart from Charlie Ballard, we love him. Yeah, great job, we Charlie love Jazz. Ballard. Keep it up, uh, Jazz. And the centre line is Jack Graham from the Tigers. Connor Rosie. Okay, yeah, Rosie's. Mm-hmm. We'll give you Rosie. Uh, Jordan Dawson, eh, also yeah. 
Yeah, solid enough. Uh, Ryan Burton. Oh, these are the half forwards. Ryan Burton, Jack Lukosius, Cozzy Pickett. The full forward line is Isaac Rankin, Darcy Fogarty, and Tyson Stengel. Jesus. Uh, the rucks are Brody Grundy, Rory Laird, Lockie Neal, and on the bench is Tilthorpe. Thilthorpe. Thrillthorpe. Thrill, yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, Will Haywood, uh, Brennan Cox from the Dockers, and Jason Horn Francais. And their sub is uh, no. Wanganine Miller, and the coach is Craig McRae. No, I'm not, I won't have it. No, I will not have it. That is not, <laughs> not a decent football team. No, the Allies have got them. No, we we have hundred percent got as it. Sele- Our as selectors, we're so strong at either end of the ground. As selectors, I'm very happy with the job that we've we've done. We have put together a great football side, and it just goes to show that you know traditional football states are swinging. We are a powerhouse now. Yep, and we should be treated as such. And you're listening to the right podcast for that as well. And Bryce Gibbs, get that trash team out of you. We'll we might come and give you a game in a few years' time. We want the Vicks. We want them. Yeah, yeah. get to them. Absolutely, Jack Full. Another great week on the podcast. My name's Vic Davis. This is an all exposure. You've been exposed. Bye for now.